um, it hurts to feel sometimes mm-hmm. like it's so worth it because those same things that you try to block out, like you're trying to block out rejection and mm-hmm. hurt, you're actually blocking out love mm-hmm. and worthiness. And so you actually don't get any of the good things either. Yeah. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, this is Jennifer. I'm Jelana. And we have a guest today. We're really excited. Really excited. Yeah. Really special guest, our friend Majesty, Majesty Rose on the interwebs. <laughs> it's her stage name. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your real name, Majesty? Do you tell people your last name? Do I tell people my yeah, last like name? Like in, in real life? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's probably like. Diddy or <laughs> his name, but we all know his name is Sean Combs. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. We'll just call you Majesty. Yeah, right. well, yeah. Um, <laughs> good old Madge. Good old Madge. Madge she is a singer songwriter based in Raleigh. Uh, she was a finalist on American Idol season ten. Which stay tuned. That's kind of how we met. That little detail. And season fourteen. Sorry, thirteen. Lies. Someone lied to me. <laughs> thirteen. So actually, season thirteen. <laughs> season thirteen. <laughs> it's fine. She was a finalist on American Idol. That's really all that's important. Um, but she's a worship leader in Durham now, and Madison and her husband John they write music for the church. Um, they host really, really sick friendsgiving parties. Yeah. And we love their cat named Prim because she's basically like a dog. Seriously. What it's else great. should What else should we tell them about you? Wait. Whoa. Let's. Let's not brush over this cat thing. So, <laughs> I'm not really a cat person, but Majesty's cat, I literally fell in love. <laughs> this cat is just so... Dog-like. Yeah. Like, she's not... Oh, she or he? It's she, a girl, girl. Prim. Yeah. She's not... <laughs> like she's Hunger not, Games. Right. Her name oh, is Primrose. Okay. Like the flower, like Hunger Games. But yeah. she's, like, not skittish. She's just... She's, like, a regular pet. <laughs> Um, Majesty, you want to tell the people how we met? Me? Well, I was new to the area, and I didn't know anybody, I didn't have any friends, and I just kind of already made a decision that I was going to be different and and try to find people, like, on my own, because it's, like, super weird when you're, like, in your 20s, you're not in school. yeah to meet people like oh like we sit next to each other so we're gonna talk but <laughs> right right like it's way different when you're like a grown-up to making friends <laughs> yeah so anyways yeah i was like on instagram and i clicked one of the hashtags that i used mm-hmm. on my picture and it was like hashtag raleigh music yeah. and i was like hmm, this might bring me to people who are kind of like me so i like clicked it and then i just saw like another black girl playing guitar and it was joanna <laughs> be my friend and I was like, hey, so a uh, crazy experience, American Idol, right? Like, right. We should be friends. Right. I had, It was the day, or shortly after I posted the picture of me on American Idol, like after I could finally talk about it, because you're kind of sworn to secrecy for like six months. I remember seeing her comment, and you were like, DM me if, we wanna be, if you want to be friends. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, this could either be really great or really weird. So I, was like, <laughs> I checked out her page, and I was like, well, she doesn't seem... Like Strange. a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> so this shit's probably fine. <laughs> and uh, I think I invited you to a show or something. Like one of my first full bloom shows. Yeah. And then that's where I actually met Majesty was at that show. Yeah. Because she showed up and I was like, oh, hi. Internet girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. We're really excited to have Majesty here. We've been, been able to get to know her pretty well over the last few months. And hopefully we'll get to know her even 
better yeah. after today. In this podcast, we wanted to tackle different topics or different things that could like prohibit you from being in community or, I guess, doing relationships well. Um, one of them being just how you handle rejection and, uh, and or how you handle hurt in general. I think a lot of our hurts kind of shape how we move forward in our next relationships and then yeah. new people that we meet. And so we really wanted to dive into some of those things and kind of provide some some helpful, hopefully biblical, <laughs> well, <no>, definitely biblical, <laughs> and useful tools to, to navigate that. Yeah. Yeah, so let's jump right in. Um, so, Majesty, um, just kind of first off, do you mind us telling a little bit of your testimony? I know it was probably, like, forever long, but just, like, a summary of it. <laughs> How you came to know the yeah. Lord. How I came to know the Lord? Yeah, that testimony. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was like, which one? Literally, I feel like <laughs> I like, saved, like, 25 times. <laughs> <laughs> Continue sanctification, nice whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the testimony from yesterday, or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, though. <laughs> um, so, how I got saved, like, that's really kind of foggy to me, too. I know people have, like, these literal come-to-Jesus, like, moments yeah. in their life where they're like, and then I fell on my face and the angel said. <laughs> but, like, mine was really, like, a slow progression of understanding more and more of who I was in the Lord. And I yeah. think that's what changed for me. Like, I grew up in a Christian home, quote-unquote Christian mm-hmm. home, yeah. where it was like, we're we're perfect, we dress up, we go to, we go to church, this is what we do. Yeah. And, um... And I know my parents, my mom loved the Lord. My grandparents were rooted in faith. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just remember my grandfather praying. Every morning I woke up, he was, like, praying in front of his huge Bible. Like, it was, like, the Torah or something. <laughs> like, he literally was, like, praying, like, when I would wake up in the morning. My grandma would pray. So I saw them doing that, those things. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I, unfortunately, got, like, I guess, like, the help I needed to be developed in my yeah. faith. Yeah. So I was just watching people, which is also awesome. But mm-hmm. um, when it came down to me, like owning my yeah. faith and like getting through stuff, like mm-hmm. I wasn't taught how to how to be discipled, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So things really started to really change for me when I was about like nineteen or twenty. Um, when I was like, you know, like I actually am really tangled up in a lot of sin still. Like, how am I saved? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. a worship leader. Like, I was like, I was saying my whole life in yeah. church and stuff, but. Yeah, I was never, I didn't feel like I had someone to carry me through hurt, carry yeah. me through pain, carry mm-hmm. me through confusion and loneliness and isolation um, that I that I felt when I was like a teenager and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, things changed for me when I met a lady who is now like my spiritual mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and she seriously saw me for like how I see it now like it's really like how the Lord saw me yeah and she really like drew out like you know how um what's the scripture that says like um you drew me out with many waters like or something yeah um like it was kind of like that. <laughs> like something <laughs> well, she, you call me up <laughs> I think it that's just like a that. song it's lyric like, like <laughs> it really is like she like reached into yeah my heart some way like in really gave me words to yeah. explain what I had been dealing with these, all beautiful. these years and stuff. And so, she, yeah, and she taught me how to do that for myself, too, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I don't know when I got saved, but <laughs> definitely it's been a... Since then, my life has been on a crazy, like, trajectory. Um, yeah. And I'm 26 now. So. That's awesome. 
I think that's the case for a lot of people who grew up in church. Yeah. I feel like it's not... I used to think I didn't have a testimony. It was like, yeah. When people did testimony nights, yeah. I was like, I don't have one of those. <laughs> because it was never like, I was on drugs, I hit rock bottom, and yeah. I looked up and there was Jesus. Like, yeah. I got saved when I was four and a half. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. when I decided. Yeah. And then it's like, been... Well, I know. Right. Like, literally, I was like, I want to go to heaven. I love Jesus. Yeah. Let's do this. You know? Yeah. And when I was 19, I said, in my yeah. dorm room, alone, is when I feel like... Not, maybe not resaved, like you said, but that's when I feel like yeah, I decided. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what that is. And that's, I mean, it's cool for it to be a mystery, like whatever. We don't have to put a word on it. Right. But it's like, there is like a turning point that happens with a lot of us for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's like. It's like your mind is just like open finally. It's like, yeah. mm, you're able to like receive It's like you already yeah. know that you like crossed over from death to life, but then right. there's something else that happens where it's mm-hmm. like, you're like put on this mountaintop and then yeah. you're like, now you can actually overcome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It becomes like real. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because I, I think the Lord was with me. Like, I know that the Holy Spirit was with me when I was younger and, like, through those years. But the relationship portion was missing. Yeah. I think yeah. that's when I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Jesus is not just something that we we, we do on Sunday. Yeah. Like, this is But I think that's what real. people were talking about. And then after, because it's like, sometimes we go to church because we really do feel like we should. And we're like, right. I no, yeah. Want, I don't want to go to hell. I better, right. I better do the right thing. That doesn't sound fun. I better, <laughs> yeah, I better dress up and go to church. Give, give us the church. Yeah. But then, yeah, then we start to do stuff because we love him. Like, right. mm-hmm. because... Switch yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Well, why do you think rejection hurts? Knowing all of that, knowing who we are in, in Christ, why do you think rejection still hurts us as Christians? I think because we are all wired for relationship. Mm. And even though we have Christ, which is everything, we're actually on earth still. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, since, you know, how people say like our, what is this, like vertical relationship is mm-hmm. good, but the horizontal is actually really important too. Yeah. And even though people like kind of want to want to have a tough skin about stuff, like mm-hmm. I don't need, I can do bad about myself. It's not real. It's really not real. Yeah. yeah. Like we all experience that. Like We're all sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> we all <laughs> want people to be courteous to us. We all want somebody to open a door for us. Everybody yeah. wants somebody to yeah. hold their hand and pat their back. Everybody mm-hmm. does. Yeah. And so when you don't get that, when you get the opposite, like a door slammed in your face mm-hmm. or somebody slapped you in the back of your neck <laughs> that's it <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> so they used to do that in high school I was gonna say they used to do that in high school <laughs> that's like, a dick <laughs> be like two it's always two guys they're just like wham oh, slap in the neck yes and, and how oh. rejection yeah. <laughs> talk about rejection <laughs> rejection yeah. yeah and that doesn't feel good so yeah whoever I mean it doesn't matter who you are I think everybody's affected by it yeah. yeah. I think it's funny because I think for me, like, I feel like I learned how to not want relationship mm-hmm. because of, like, in the in my my younger years, being rejected so much or, like, feeling hurts. I taught myself to not want to be in relationship with people. Mm-hmm. So... And then when you carry that <laughs> into your adult years, <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of fun. Um, but then just trying to figure out how to navigate through that. I feel like it's challenging, though, to, like, relearn how to actually want to be in relation Or relearn mm-hmm. how, what am I trying to say? Like, relearn how to be in relationship yes. when you taught yourself to not, to not want it. Right. Well, that's you know? something that changed for me is one prayer that actually... 
it was like something that I that I had written or something that was on my wall forever. And it was um, how, you know, we pray like, um, God, take this heart of stone and give me a heart of flesh. Mm. And the prayer actually said, like, it like extended it. It was like, take away this heart of stone and give me a heart of flesh that can respond to your love. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because it's like we do get... Yeah, we build up this kind of wall and yeah. we are callous. Yeah, you just get because of the hearts. Yeah. yeah, and that's why it's really good. You're reading that book. And this is a plug, <laughs> but gifts <laughs> of imperfection is like a really great message to a lot of people from Brene Brown. She's talking about sponsor us. Right. <laughs> She's talking about this book that I'm reading that I'm very slowly reading called The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. So, so far, yeah, so and that's kind of what she's saying. Like, even though um, it hurts to feel sometimes mm-hmm. like it's so worth it because those same things that you try to block out like you're trying to block out rejection and mm-hmm. hurt you're actually blocking out love mm-hmm. and worthiness and so you actually don't get any of the good things either yeah. i think that's so true though like i'm thinking about how everyone how literally everyone Unless you're, I guess, like a sociopath or something, <laughs> you know, full emotion. I don't know, but like literally, Other than every, that. <laughs> right? like literally, everyone feels the sting of not of, of being rejected and yeah. not being in a relationship. Like, there's no way to avoid it, and I just think yeah. it's interesting because that just, for me, shows me that the Lord is our Creator. He like He, us, yeah. yeah, like He made us, and He made us to want to be with people. Mm-hmm. Like that's just like a common thread of of the entire like humankind like Mm -hmm. we all have different preferences preferences and like likes you know wants whatever but everyone literally wants relationship yeah yes it was actually (laughs) also awesome is that not one person in the world can actually fulfill any of that Mm -hmm. it's like a group of people yeah community even if you're married like your husband doesn't even do all that for you. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like you need your girlfriend, you need your mom, you need your dad, right. you need your mom like person, you need your dad like person. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, it's like no, really that's weird. True. Yeah, and it's really cool that not only were we created for a relationship with each other, like that's just a mirror for what we were ultimately created for, which is relationship with our creator. Yeah, yes. you know, so like at our deepest core, like yeah. we were created to be in community, which yeah. I think is why this is so important. Yeah, for us, like you know. Yeah. Um, what's your earliest memory of being rejected? Oh my gosh. I actually do have a few, like... Going deep today. Deep. Like, sometimes... <laughs> it, doesn't that happen to you guys? Like, you know that you don't have, like, a real memory when you're, yeah. like, three and four. But it's, like, certain things that stand out to you. Mm-hmm. But, um, I remember... <laughs> hopefully my mother never hears this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell her about... Uh, um, anyways. <laughs> anyways, my mom got remarried when I was like five and my real dad was like I have a picture at this point he was gone and so I had a stepdad and I think this was before they're even married this little memory that I have but it was one day like okay I was a kid like literally a little kid she just went to the store Mm -hmm. closed the door and I don't even think she got to say bye to me or something and I cried. I started, I was crying so hard, like, yeah. <gasps> like really mm-hmm. sobbing. And my stepdad was a little too harsh with me. So anyways, this vivid memory was him just fussing at me, like, just suck it up pretty much kind of yeah. thing. Like, stop crying. She's coming back. And at that moment, it was like, I wasn't, it wasn't even about him. I was really sad about my mom. <laughs> I felt rejected yeah, by my yeah. mom. Yeah. Um, and just those early 
early memories, like, those things don't really <clears throat> leave you until you deal with them. And that's why it's yeah. sad, because it's like, when you're a kid, you, don't you know. can't really <clears throat> sift through all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You're Especially just without learning. someone helping you. Yeah, you're just yeah. learning how to be a human first. Yeah. Right? And so, yeah, it gets kind of crazy when you turn into an adult, and then you're, like, responsible for your <laughs> for your actions. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, like, bust up and go, hey, is that all <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you actually have to deal with stuff and so um, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I um actually heard an, an another podcast, <laughs> podcastception this morning um where they were talking about forgiveness, forgiving like your parents and the the girl said she's like you're not responsible for your hurt, but you're like responsible for your healing or yeah. something to yeah. that effect. You know, like you can't control how you got hurt, but you can control and you are responsible yeah. for for managing your healing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> speaking of like those formative years are so crucial. Like, mm-hmm. we, like you did, you know, logically now you can say yes, my mom was coming back, but you know, without being like lovingly guided through that at yeah. three or four, it's just like it puts it's a stamp on you. Yeah. 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 Uh, I remember my first ballet class. I think I was the same age. I was like three. And this is crazy because it's one of those things that's like, it's not a real memory, but it's an, a memory. But it has like totally shaped how I approach female relationships. I even think, you know, for a long time. But anyway, mm-hmm. so I was in this ballet class when I was three and there was this group of girls. I don't see three year olds. I don't know. I don't remember exactly <laughs> what the game was, but they were playing this game where they were looking in the air vents and pretending like they saw jewels. You know, so they're like, oh, diamonds. You know, like, you know, kids. Yeah. And that, it makes no sense. Yeah. So they were, they were like, and I remember coming over, because you do, in ballet class, you do, like, you're across the floor yeah. and stuff. So they were, they had finished, and they were sitting on the floor looking in the air vent. So I did my little across the floor thing. I went and sat down, like, what are you guys looking at? And they were like, they were like, oh, you know, there's a ruby, and like, there's a diamond or whatever. And they're like, that black one is yours. And, like, I'm telling you, like, I think that was the first time I realized I was black. (laughs) The first time I ever felt, like, rejected, you know. And I still remember it, you know, because it was that, I think, impactful. I was, like, because I knew they didn't have to, I didn't have to really understand to know that they were rejecting me, you know, and they didn't like me. And I think, yeah, I can see, like, that that event kind of, like, shaping how I then approached like yeah, making yeah. friends in middle school or making friends in high school yeah. you know anyway I can't remember where I was going with that but no yeah that's great <laughs> <laughs> I was um I can't remember like I don't know what my first like moment of being rich well no no I can think of a few but one I'll share <laughs> um this is and it's so funny because okay before I even share the story like you were saying earlier, Majesty, it's crazy how these things literally you carry them. Yeah. And you don't even realize it. Yeah. Like the story I'm going to share now, I didn't realize how impactful it was until I thought about it like a few mm. months ago. Um, anyway, this is okay. So this was middle school <laughs> or was it high? I don't know if it was high school. I know it was middle school or elementary school. I was okay in, in school. <laughs> I wasn't the most popular <laughs> i feel like any of us <laughs> i wasn't popular i feel like i was like really ugly no 
Maybe. Um, n- nervous laughter. Oh. Um, <laughs> 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 <Bell> made me. <laughs> I wasn't ugly, right, guys? <laughs> no, I don't know. But I feel like all kids had an ugly face. Not an ugly face. Um, but, um... Whatever, okay. <laughs> no, the glow up is real. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, <laughs> there is no glow up these days. Kids are just boring. <laughs> like, have you, anyway. It's because of Instagram. Seriously. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I had, a, I had a group of friends, and I, in this group of friends, I always knew that I was not, like, I was like the bottom of the rung. Is that how you say it? Sure. Bottom of the barrel. I don't know. I I knew totem pole, they was a totem pole. Yeah, I was at the bottom of the totem pole. Like I knew that they were closer than <coughs> I wasn't as cool. But anyway, they called me one day on three way. So <laughs> right on three way, which is so funny because three was such a thing. Anyway, so they called me. <laughs> they called me on three way, and they're just like, "We don't want to be your friend anymore." And now I mean, I'm talking about like shook to my core. Yes, <laughs> I was like, I'm "What?" Sorry, <laughs> like. Oh, excuse me? Yeah, it was like, it was really heartbreaking. And I carried that with me for like literally years, like years. Like I can remember very distinctly to this day. And it was just, it was hard. And I think that made me really afraid to like be in relationship, like like literally yeah. be in relationship. Because it's like at any moment, someone could just like drop you and like yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. And it makes you want to like perform mm-hmm. to like kind of like keep your place and like, yeah. keep your spot in a relationship yeah yeah um so anyway Madison, how do you like handle rejection like what are some things that you do to begin to heal like from those things yeah hmm um like currently no i guess i guess was there a moment where you realized that like you said i guess when you met your spiritual mother that i need to start healing from some of these like deep three-year-old (laughs) <laughs> you know hurts yeah. you, you talk it out write it out dance it out music it out wait hmm. sing it out, um, sing it out. <laughs> I am one to cry so I cry <laughs> that's how I cry that's, that's how, how I, I healed <laughs> yes that is how I am who I am <laughs> I am who I am <laughs> I like because I, I've never really been like a super hard person anyway like I feel everything and then you I just start crying Mm-hmm. Um, or either I'm mad, but yeah, I did have a coping mechanism where I used to put up a tough exterior. Yeah, so I was mm-hmm. like, so people would just be like, she thinks she's mad, she's angry. Mm-hmm. But no, I was just holding everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I was that person. Like, I don't need y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the right. yeah. Um, so I would really like muster up like a bunch of strength or whatever, and be like that. So there was a, a phase where I was like that, but this was all before American Idol. I was healed. I was yeah. healed for the most part in American Idol, which is mm. great. That was good. Um, doesn't mean it didn't hurt, but yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, now I cry instead of um, toughening up because it doesn't really do anything. Toughening yeah. up just really is nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's really nothing. It's just a cover up. Yeah. Um, and then, so the thing is, I just don't, I don't just cry. <laughs> I actually cry out to the Lord. That's actually yeah. a real thing for me. Yeah. is when I'm feeling those feelings, I just have to stop what I'm doing. I don't care where I'm going. Like, we could be about to go to a big old dinner party. Like, that's my birthday. And I'll be like, nope, sorry, I'm not going inside. Like, I actually need to sit right here for a second and cry out to the Lord. And that's how I am. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how I deal with most things. Yeah. It's just, I do journal, but, and a lot of times it's journaling and crying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But just like the Psalms, like I really get into that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just like, Lord, this sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I feel this and I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what to do with it. I don't I don't even have words. Right. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just keep talking to him mm-hmm. in that way, like explicitly as I can to really just get it out. And then it's awesome because somehow he gives me words to pray for myself. Mm-hmm. And I get a lot of them from the Psalms and stuff. Yeah. Too. Um just being like, This is the way I feel. Like my heart is like pounding my you know what I'm saying but yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like no one likes me like I'm not good enough like why am I always in, running around in circles wanting people's approval like I just go yeah I just mm-hmm. go down the list and it's not like it's fixed in that moment but just creating a habit of reaching out to him because he actually is the one who mends all of those things in the secret like in your sleep he's yeah. doing those things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's like a habit it really is why do you think those moments of rejection hit us so personally? Because, I mean, we talked about some that were obviously personal. Yeah. But even, <laughs> like, getting told you're not being friends. <laughs> right. Like, we don't like you. Yeah. you know? <laughs> Very personal. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, with the American Idol thing, making it and then getting cut, when you know it's a game show, or, you know, like, and it's a competition and only one person can win, or, or getting rejected for a job because they went with somebody else it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that you suck but it, yeah. you know they just yeah. decided like um, why do you think we always process that so personally i think yeah that's our first reaction to to process it personally and take it personally like they don't like me right. <laughs> but as a child of god honestly like we just really shouldn't even feel that if you you got to come to a new a new place where you know that you're being led first of all mm-hmm. and that was the thing like in American Idol, I didn't think I was going to be number one. Yeah. I didn't even think I was going to make it to the first right. couple of rounds. I remember, right. like, even, like, you know how they're, like, the secret auditions before yeah. you get to the celebrity judge round? It was, like, the third round. I was like, dang, this is it for me. Yeah. Like, I ain't better make this. I just really messed that up. <laughs> um, so I didn't even think I was going to make it anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, um, it's really about, like, if you know that you're being led somewhere for a certain reason, like... Yeah. Rejection is not even a thing anymore. Mm -hmm. You have to know, like, where the Lord is placing you and what he... Like, if you're on an an assignment, Mm -hmm. there's no failing. And that's the thing, like... So it was hard for me. It was hard for me, you know, being rejected on American Idol because of you know it was like, like in a competition and i yeah. am i am a competitive person <laughs> yeah i'm a competitive person and yeah to lose. <laughs> this is what i'm doing yeah. and so the problem was that i was like two different people i was like yeah. in two different <clears throat> worlds yeah so i was walking in the spirit and i'm like yes lord i'm on assignment i'm about to like be a light to people i'm like like all the people that are on the set lord you know what i'm saying <laughs> and like just me singing the songs that I'm in the spirit that I have on TV. Like, I know that I'm a light for you. But on the other side, it's like everyone else had their standard of success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that with my brain. Like, right. success to them is number one. Success mm-hmm. to them is having Winning the cutest the outfit. Right. Singing the best song. And so it was really hard because I really was living two different realities. Because yeah. <laughs> it's not like that one is fake. Yeah. Like comparison is real yeah yeah you know what i'm saying and i was on a comparison tv show right so so, yeah it was super hard but um i think at the end of it um i was hurt by it just mainly because 
of all the work that we put into it mm-hmm. yeah. and because you know when you come home everyone's like we were we were rooting for you right. yeah. and they say it like with a drag down voice yeah like, i'm so sorry know, <laughs> we wanted it for you that was oh, too yeah. bad or whatever <laughs> and i'm just like like i'm trying to be like I'm fine, but then the <laughs> fact that everyone else is sad. Yeah, it's like you almost want to like console them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, it's like, really I okay. I guess I should be sad. I guess I should be a sloppy mess. <laughs> so it yeah. was yeah. weird for that reason. But like I said, I think as believers, we should definitely be keeping our focus on what we're there for in the first place. Yeah. And um, I think that goes across the board, like outside of American Idol. Like, yeah. is rejection a thing? Like, if you're actually. If you believe God is sovereign. Yeah, yeah, right. If you're actually praying about your life, too, because that's the thing. Yeah. A lot of people aren't really, like, praying. They're just mm-hmm. like, I really want to do this. I really want to date this person, yeah. so I'm going to do it. And then you're, like, really hurt when they're like, I yeah. don't want to be your friend anymore. Like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so if yeah. you're, like, praying about it and then yeah. it didn't work out, you're like, okay, yeah. Lord, I'd take it as that was you because yeah. I literally was praying about this, like, every day. That's yeah. really good. No, yeah. <laughs> I was working at a church or interning at a church trying to get hired essentially i mean i had had moved to the to the city to be a part of it um believing that that's where the lord was calling me to go and um that completely invested myself into it and i remember to your point of praying i remember praying while i was in this trial period of like um being assessed i guess to to get hired like praying to the Lord, like, well, this isn't you. This isn't where you want me to be. Like, just let them tell me no. Mm-hmm. That way, I don't have to make a decision. I didn't want them to like yeah. tell me yes, and then we have to be like, okay, but is this where I'm supposed to be? You yeah, know, yeah. So it's like just have them reject me. And I prayed it for so long, and it's so funny because then when they came down to the day where they had the conversation and told me I wasn't get hired, I was like broken like, you know, I was like, why was I so surprised? And it's you know, like you were saying, even. Even still, we live in this horizontal space, you know. So I knew mm. it shouldn't have come as a shock. It should have been like, okay, Lord, that's your answer. Right, right. <laughs> no, but it was like, up. what? <laughs> I moved here for this, you know. <laughs> like, it was, I had, like, a completely different response. Yeah. So how do you, yeah. like, how do you think that we can get to the place of, like, knowing the truth, knowing the truth that God is sovereign, he has a plan for our lives, so someone else's rejection is just, like, our setup for what, whatever God does have for us Mm -hmm. knowing that but still like not feeling the sting devastated um I think so I wouldn't have said this back then but (laughs) hopefully I'm on the other side of everything now but I don't think we should even run from those feelings anymore Mm. it's kind of like like we had that first experience for a reason like yeah mm -hmm. there's things in our hearts that the Lord has to kind of purge out yeah yeah because that is what sanctification is so now it's like you've had that experience Mm -hmm. i had that experience you had that experience when your friends were like we don't know your friends anymore Mm -hmm. like now (laughs) when we have that experience again how are we gonna act yeah yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and we are supposed to be more like christ like christ was rejected often a lot by Mm -hmm. people and i don't think they were like necessarily well we know you're the son of god and you're perfect like, you know, this isn't gonna work out. Like, no, they were like, "You're a liar. You're actually weird. You, you know, like, you're weird. You're demon possessed." Like, like yeah. they we were saying really you. mean things, yeah. and they're like, on top of that, we're done with you. <laughs> Hang them on a cross. Yeah. Like, whoa, like a freaking angry mob. Just like, trying to save yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Excuse me. And so, um, it's not like I'm anticipating to be rejected again, but, so yeah, there are other things that I'm going for now, like doing things. Yeah. I could easily, they could easily be like, okay, so we actually are just going to go with this person. Right. Yeah. And I will probably be hurt by that. Yeah. And the Lord is still sovereign. He's still going to be there with me through that. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be in my car crying. And that's totally fine. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And he's going to be there through that because that's what I'm saying. Jesus actually has gone through all that. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it is. It is important to remember that, you know, that we weren't promised that everyone was going to like us. We were never yeah. promised that we were just going to be accepted and get everything that we want. But, you know, the Lord, if we believe that the Lord really does have good intentions yeah. and good plans for us, then human rejection mm-hmm. it shouldn't be in our yeah. vocabulary. You know, yeah. like, I want to get to a place where someone tells me, hey, I don't want to date you, for example, and be like, you know, thank you. You know, because mm-hmm. I know who I am and you not wanting to date me doesn't reflect yeah. on who I am and the validity <laughs> on the validity <laughs> of my worth and my dateability. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like just you have the problem, you know. <laughs> so and you me, if you pray problem. about everything, everything, every answer should be exciting. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. Because it, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's a totally different story when you're not praying about yeah. your life. Yeah, yeah that's good. Because you're just doing it all on your own. Yeah. And you're one step closer. Every no. One step closer to That's what yes. I heard. I like that quote yeah. or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Who is yeah. it? Albert Einstein or somebody? I don't know. I just heard, like, our <laughs> spiritual mentor says it a lot. Oh, that's nice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to quote, quote him. Is it no. Albert Einstein or somebody uh, that's rejected, probably a like, thing. so many, so, so many times or something? Yeah. They said yeah. it, told no so many times. Yeah. Or was it, who was it? Thomas Edison? Sure. Sure. Well, yeah, like inventors. That is a good point because they, yeah, they fail so many times. Yeah. Um, but eventually, you know, and now we, nobody remembers their failures. Like, no one, yeah. at the end of the day, like, when we get to heaven, Jesus isn't going to be like, oh, but you rejected 1600 times. Right? I reject Could you, you again. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we you hear so many comeback stories like that. And I think that's what helps me through, you know, the thing with the church and the thing with American Idol is knowing that my failures are, you know, these these are just coloring the narrative that, that God is writing for my life. Yeah. You know, I think the first thing I did, uh, I think my friend Jasmine sent this to me, too. The first thing I did when I came back from my American Idol audition was I watched these YouTube videos. They're like 10 people who got rejected from American Idol and they're like big time celebrities now. Yeah. Like, they oh. reject, you know, I was like, okay, so it doesn't mean I'm done. Yeah, right. <laughs> so hope for me. There's still hope. Tori Kelly got rejected from American Idol. <laughs> yes. The yeah. one girl from Lady Antebellum tried out. I didn't know that. You know, there's like, there was a oh. list of people. Colby Calais tried out for American Idol before she oh, wrote Bubbly she? and probably oh, made I'm, millions of dollars. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, so. I'm trying to think of this verse. I'm like trying to Google it now. But it's something along the lines of, since the Lord knew who he was and where he was going, it allowed him to not be swayed by whatever situation was happening. I think it's John thirteen three, if I'm remembering mm. it correctly. But nonetheless, um, just kind of touching on what you were saying earlier, Joanna, about, like, I, I don't know who said it, but, like, when you, <clears throat> when you know who you belong to, yeah, it just changes things. Yeah. Like, it's a game changer. Like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, 
nothing like nothing can shake you at this point because it's just like if the Lord truly has my best interest at heart, like that mm-hmm. verse says, He with He withholds nothing good from yes. us. So yeah. like that's like my favorite verse, honestly, because if if I have someone on my team who's not withholding anything from me, yeah. I'm good. Like, so <laughs> anything that happens to me, like, okay, yours. cool. Like, you know, like, <laughs> this was allowed to happen. So mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah, we have to get to the point where, like, we we know who we belong to. And, like, yeah. not just, like, know it, but, like, truly, like, believe like it. Like, it changes like how you're at, we, Yeah, you're yeah, actually living yeah. that out. Now. Yeah. And what's the, the thing that people say? I don't think this is in the Bible. It's not. Like, I'm actually now I'm thinking about it I'm like I saw this on Instagram but <laughs> I was like I want all that God has for me and nothing that he doesn't yeah know? like I don't if I get a no it's like okay cool that wasn't mine and yeah. if I had gotten it it would who's to say it would have been good who's right. to say it would have been good if I made it farther on America mm-hmm. like that I know yeah it yeah. could have been a horrible experience yeah know? but like, all we see you? is the rejection right like what's for you is for you I have I think the way my mind works sometimes, like, it's hard to explain, but I see, like, in visual, in images. So, like, when I think about things like that, um, <clears throat> like, what's for you is for you. Um, I think about two people at a stoplight. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> <laughs> two people at a stoplight. One, you know, one lane can go because it's green. The other lane can't because it's red. Mm. Now, you don't sit there in the car at your red light and see the green car go and think like, well, why can't I go? It's like sometimes I do, <laughs> <laughs> but then it's just like it's because it's not it's not that's not your green light. <laughs> you can't go. <laughs> so that's kind of how I see it. It's just like when you, <clears throat> when you when when you're not able to get certain things. And you feel that that sting of rejection, or make maybe a relationship ends like that just wasn't for you. Yeah. It just wasn't yours. Yeah. And in the store, like it just wasn't yours. Yeah. You know, like you don't walk into a store and just take their clothes. Like, oh, I want to wear this. <laughs> like, no, it's not yours. Right. <laughs> That's kind of how I see it. Mm-hmm. I always think about. It's, I think it's Psalm one thirty eight. Um, and different versions say different things, but the version that I read that year in college when I was like discovering really who Jesus was. Um, it says, like, he made me bold, or when I called, he answered. He made me bold and stout-hearted. And I don't know. It's like, oh. It's just, it was mm-hmm. so simple, but, it, like, I clung on, clung to that thing. What I called, he answered. He mm-hmm. gave me strength. I was like, bet. Right. <laughs> Got that. That's, that's all I knew. <laughs> like, that is good. So we've covered a lot, um, but I guess essentially what it boils down to when it comes to handling rejection is knowing knowing who you are and whose you are yeah yeah and like there's no running from rejection because we care a lot about each other and we care a lot about what people think about us i don't think that's really like a negative thing necessarily Mm -hmm. um but just knowing like when you have those feelings like you do have someone that you already do belong to right yeah and that um you can just run into his arms and cry (laughs) and yeah go to your daily affirmations Mm -hmm. and um Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess no one else's words or thoughts about you are the f- final say. I think that was yeah. that's really important to understand. Yeah. Like someone could say, "Oh, I don't like your personality." I just keep going back to dating, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I don't want to date you. Okay. Okay. But that's your opinion. Yeah. It's like that song. I'm awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that song says, "The cross has a final say." Yes, the cross mm-hmm. has a final yeah. word. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like that because it's just like, well. He- God died for me. Who cares what you think? Like we're talking about, like what? (laughs) Well, thank you, Majesty, for 
join the podcast. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to say? Any like new music that you have? Or? I mean, yeah, I'm writing a lot of stuff, and it's not. It's really cool. Cause it's like the first time that I think that I haven't really strived for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't even like really planning on writing a lot of stuff lately, but yeah, it's like a lot of worship music that's coming. Really cool. Yeah. And I think it's just because, probably because I just don't care about what people <laughs> think about me, like truly. Yeah. Now and this is the other side. <laughs> <laughs> this is the other side of it, where you just don't care and. Um, <laughs> And so it's really awesome because I feel like I can create from just a undivided yeah. um, heart and a spirit. And so it's just easy and it's just coming out of the overflow of my heart. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's awesome. Cool. That's awesome. So where can they find you on the social media? On the socials. <laughs> well, I kind of hate social media, but... Um, <laughs> Nonetheless, here we are. <laughs> here we are, clicking around. Um, <laughs> My Instagram is P.S. Majesty Rose, and, like, so sometimes I'll post, like, some of my poems and some of the stuff I'm working on, um, and, like, music and stuff. Yeah. And my weird selfies. <laughs> and I do have a Facebook page, too. And, do you? Uh, yeah, I do. And I'm on Spotify, bit. so you can listen to my other struggling music. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, maybe if you just Google image me, you'll see some pictures of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is there like, wait, wasn't there like a YouTube video of you on American Idol that everyone was looking up that one time? What? Did you do something funny? Did we talk about this? Oh yeah, it was, wait. Are, I don't know. Are we talking about the one where I was like impersonating people? Maybe. I'm going to Google this after because I don't know. There what are multiple video videos of me on YouTube. There's like one of me, like it literally is titled Majesty Walking Downtown. Oh, word like, what? <laughs> cool and then there isn't like isn't your exit interview on there basically oh yeah like it was like behind the scenes like you have to see crying <laughs> so you don't google that one <laughs> I google that one um, but really I was like speaking the gospel to Jennifer Lopez and all them that's so that was so, really funny I think that, I think that's what yeah. I was thinking of like, so we funny. just came here to encourage you because you got eliminated or whatever like, listen and i was like let me tell you something girl i was like you know i got eliminated because i don't i can't get down with all this really <laughs> mic drop walked out <laughs> anyway cool. well thanks so much maddie um we love you thank you for coming on our show yeah and of course um follow us on instagram um sunday afternoon podcast yeah there's no s just one afternoon yeah sunday afternoon <laughs> podcast um, all and right, individually. Yeah. Oh yeah, and individually. Um, my Instagram, get fit with Jen. Okay. J e t f i t w j e n. And mine is just at Jelana Jones, which is J i l l a n a, and last name Jones. Awesome. All right, Hopefully guys. You can we'll, spell that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.